This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So I'm excited about today's podcast because things are changing in the world of value. For the last couple of years, all I've done on this podcast is lament the rise of the large cap stocks. And then I discussed ways you could find the small cap value stock, you know, as that was the way to be the contrarian and that's where the value was. But the large caps have recently weakened and they're now underperforming the um, small caps by quite a bit, actually. So um, year to date, the S&P 500, when I'm recording this, is up only um, a small fraction. It's like one and a half percent. And the Dow is actually down 2.2. The Russell, however, is up nearly 8% year to date. So everybody's piling into those small caps because they think they won't be as affected by the trade and tariff issues. And they're kind of abandoning some of the large cap stocks. Now that has propelled the small caps up to almost 18% over the last year. So that's the 52 weeks. And that's versus 11.6% for the S&P 500. So this is a long time in the making with those small caps finally taking some command of the market and um, the large caps falling back. But because the large caps are underperforming, you know us value investors, you have to take a look, right? Like some some of them are down 10% or more now year to date, and it's worth diving in to see if maybe there's some real good juicy values there. And of course, you know, we all like to get those those deals, and we haven't been able to in the large cap stocks for the most part for quite some time. So I ran a screen on Zax.com looking for stocks with a market cap of over $10 billion. And I chose 10. I know some people might choose five to, to get quote unquote large caps unquote. But 10 is really, it's, that means it's a really a large cap. Like that's, that's the big guys. Um, the mids I feel are kind of like two to 10. Although once you get over five, it's a little bit bigger on the mid cap size. Some people call those large too, but I'm going to go with over 10 billion because I do want these real large caps. Then, of course, I added a P under 15 because that's normally what I use to find value. I know the P is not a perfect value metric. And some of you complain like, oh, Tracy, that's it doesn't work for all stocks, which is true. But um, it's the most basic of the value metrics and it will still find us attractive value stocks. So I'm going with the P of under 15. Then I added on a Zach's rank of the one or two, of course, the rank gives us this extra um, little way to get the um, stocks that have rising estimates, because that's what I want. I don't want just the value stocks. Some of those will be the real beaten down ones, even though they appear cheap. There's not a lot going on at the companies, but the rank of one, which is the strong buy or the two, which is the buy should mean the rising earnings estimates. That means the analysts are getting more bullish and, and raising for this year and maybe hopefully next year, so again, we don't just want the cheap stocks. We want cheap big cap stocks that are doing something right because this economy is hot. The um, forecast for the second quarter is 
over 4% GDP now. So things are really heating up and why not buy the companies that are, you know, cashing in, even if they are cheap. So I ran the screen and I got 62 names. That's a pretty good selection. I feel like I was surprised by that, even with the ranks of ones and twos. Still got 62 names. So I picked five of the stocks that I thought were in kind of hot industries and took a look at those to single these these five names out. But there were more than just these five that I liked. But these are the ones that I was um, really interested in this week as far as value. So let's jump right into it. Um, the first one is one of the drug stocks. Now, I just covered the drug stocks on a recent episode of the Value Investor Podcast. So if you haven't listened to that one, go check that one out. And it was on whether or not they are um, value traps or true value stocks because a lot of these big cap drug companies are cheap right now. But this is a different one than the one I covered, the ones on the other podcast. So check that one out. Some good ideas over there. But this one, Amgen, A-M-G-N, this is one of the big cap biotechs, market cap of $122 billion. So this is mega cap, I like to say. Its PE is just 13.6. It is uh, paying a dividend that's the thing with a lot of these large caps. I think actually all of the stocks today are paying some kind of dividend. And the dividend yield is 2.9% because they feel like they have to give you something while you're being patient with these stocks. But I took a look to see what it was doing um, so far year to date. This The shares are actually up 4.3%. So it is outperforming the Dow and the S&P 500 year to date so far. And looking at those earnings, 2018 earnings growth of 8.7%. 2019, so-so, eh, but still up 3.3 so far. But the estimates are on the increase for both 2018 and 2019 in the last 60 days. The analysts have been raising there. That's what I want to see. That's what gives us the good Zach's rank. So um, yeah, some of these big cap uh, drug stocks are pretty cheap right now. It's worth taking a look. Okay, and let's switch over to the banks. I, I really need to do a whole episode on the banks because if you've been watching some of the financial press, some of the bank ETFs are now hitting 52-week uh, lows, actually, and are off quite considerably this year. A lot of that weakness is in a lot of the big, large-cap banks, like the big global-type banks. Um, the J.P. Morgans, those of the world, Goldman Sachs. But some of the regionals, a little bit weaker as well and um, still cheap, as I said. So my bank choice this week is Comerica, ticker is CMA. They have a market cap of just $16 billion. So while they're a large regional bank, in fact, I think they're among the top 25 of U.S. financial companies now, um, but they're not the super huge, you know, Goldman or JP Morgan size. They're headquartered in Texas, which I like because the Texas economy is booming. They also have branches in Arizona, California, Florida, and Michigan. Anyone in Michigan knows Comerica because they're pretty big in Michigan. So a lot of these states doing quite well right now in this economy. So I like that. Um, year to date, though, these shares are up 7.2%. But they haven't been going anywhere in the last couple of months. They're not declining. They're not gaining. They're just kind of stagnant. So this could be a buying opportunity here. The P is just 13.9. It does pay the dividend. 1.5% is that yield right now. They just raised that 13% in April. So they have some good cash flow. They're raising that. Um, earnings growth this year, though. Are, are you ready for this? This is a bank earnings growth. 
42%. Yes, 42%. 2019, still looking pretty hot, 12.8%. One estimate is actually up on Comerica in just the last week. So some analyst out there is like, meh, I'm seeing some good things. The Fed is raising rates. The economy is still strong. The banks will do well. I'm raising my estimates here. So estimates still on the rise. And um, because of those big earnings growth and the PE, the cheap PE, it has a peg of 0.76. So it's got that value peg ratio. So both growth and value with the banks, um, but people are ignoring them. So this is one definitely to keep on your list. Turning now to energy, you knew there would be an energy stock in here, right? Of course, because I do consider those stocks to be cheap here, even though they've had a run in 2018. They pulled back a little bit recently because Oh, uh, crude went down, but crude's on the move higher again. And even at $65 crude, these companies are doing much better than last year. So my energy pick is Chevron. CVX is the ticker there. And they now have a PE of 14.4. So that's actually come down quite a bit. So it is a true value stock here under my 15 limit that I put on for today. And they got that big dividend, which was never cut during the downtime, and it's now yielding 3.7%. So Chevron, super huge, um, as I like to call it, uh, big oil, market cap of $234 billion. So they do both exploration there on the refining side. That cash flow is improving considerably. If you look at last quarter, they talk about that real good increase in their cash flow because oil prices are rising. It goes right to the bottom line. But the Permian production also a big in that first quarter. I think it was like 65% year over year increase there. So Permian is huge and Chevron is in the Permian. So let's take a look at those earnings. Earnings growth this year, not surprising, 130% growth, but that's coming off those real low levels of 2017. 2019, still 6.8. The estimates are up for both years. The analysts are bullish on both years and keep raising that. So Chevron is the name today on the big cap size, big cap value in energy. And then we're going to turn to technology. I didn't know if I'd find any tech names because that has been the hottest area. And that's probably the most expensive area of the big cap stocks. But I did manage to find one. And you probably aren't going to like it, though. I feel like, you know, it's not one of the glamour names. It's not social media. It's actually kind of boring. But you may be surprised at the numbers as I am because it's looking real good right here. So the company is HP. Yes, HPQ is the ticker. And they make printers, um, laptops, desktops, uh, you know, the kind of boring stuff that everyone said, oh, no one's buying any of that anymore. Meh, there's no growth there. But they have a market cap of $37 billion, So they're quite, quite large here. And they're still cheap. PE of 11.5. And then they pay the dividend with a yield of 2.4. So that's pretty good too. But strangely, year to date, these shares are up 8.1%. So we're still um, outperforming here. Big cap value outperforming the S&P 500 and the Dow and even the small caps actually year to date. And 
that's surprising with one of these, this type of company, which shouldn't have strong revenue or earnings growth, but apparently has both. So in last quarter, fiscal second quarter for them, revenue was up double digits and they saw growth in both segments. Their personal systems was up 14%. And the commercial side of that is where it was strong, up 16 on notebooks, desktops, that kind of stuff. Consumer, though, up still 10%. So maybe the consumers are back to buying some of those notebooks and, you know, and eh, we already have the iPad, but I still do need that laptop for at home. I want a game on it or whatever. So um, I'm still buying that laptop. And then printing, that was up 11% on the revenue. And that was mostly on the commercial side because, again, businesses are still buying the printers and they have to replace those. So fiscal 2018, earnings expected to be up 21%. And then fiscal 2019, up 5%. That's pretty good earnings growth. And, again, the analysts are raising their estimates for both years. So like this one a lot, HPQ, kind of boring, but sometimes boring is good, especially if it's as cheap as it is with that PE of just 11. Uh, Okay, let's turn to the transportation side because we're also finding some value here. So we have pretty good diversity here on today's show. Um, And that's good. That's showing that there are a lot of values out there in a lot of cool areas. So this stock is PACAR. P-C-A-R is the ticker. They have a market cap of $21.9 billion. So pretty decent size. They've been around a long time. So they make light, medium, and heavy-duty trucks. And um, you would know some of the brands, Kenworth, Peterbilt, and DAF. They also make powertrains. This is um, a growing area because first quarter, record quarterly revenue, and they delivered record truck deliveries. In addition, they're also seeing strong parts revenue. And that's because the um, 2018, the U.S. and Canada Class 8 truck industry orders were more than double a year ago. So think about that, double a year ago. And so Picar estimates, you know, what the industry-wide gains in uh, on various classes of trucks are going to be. And so they increased that um, estimate for the year because that's what they're saying is super strong orders here. These shares, though, are down 14.9% year-to-date. So that's where you're getting some of the value. I'm not quite sure why with these strong numbers they're down so dramatically. Could be a trade tariff issue, could be the aluminum steel issue, that that's going to hit them. Um, but that's, you know, maybe there's over panic, you know, too much panic in these shares here because earnings for 2018 expected to rise 32%. And then 2019, just 1.4 could be because, I don't know if we're going to see peak orders this year or, um, you know, if the analysts are just a little bit conservative about what may happen in 2019, that could be. But the estimates are on the upswing for 2018. They're not yet on 2019. So that could be the analysts just kind of sitting on the sidelines and waiting for a few more quarters to see if this kind of momentum continues. So again, PE of just 11, they do pay dividend yielding 1.8 right now, but this is one of the few stocks today where the shares are down considerably. Um, The other one where they're down for the year was in Chevron. By the time I'm recording this, because crude is spiking again, 
we it might not be it might not be down but when i'm recording this chevron was down 2.7% year to date just a little bit more than the dow which is down 2.2 chevron is a dow component so that could be part of the reason there too people selling some of those dow components but if crude stays above 70 i'm not expecting those chevron shares to stay this cheap or this down like this for long so this uh picar and chevron two out of the five that are actually lower for the year, the other three actually up on the year and beating the big cap indexes. So while they're value stocks, it's not all doom and gloom with some of these. That's why I feel that there could be a change in the air, that maybe growth is starting to weaken a little bit here. And some investors are starting to say, hey, maybe I need to be in some of these value plays instead. So we might be seeing some rotation out and that's good for us because these are our names, right? These are the ones we want to be in. And I like getting those cheap stocks just as they are starting to turn and maybe getting into favor. So these, again, are just five of the names that are cheap. Wall Street's ignoring a lot of these. Um, but as I said, values making a comeback. Remember to do your homework before buying any of these stocks. Like I said, not quite sure what's going on with Picard and why it's down so dramatically. That's one definitely should be doing a little more investigation. Um, but overall, the numbers look good there. And always ask yourself, is there a reason the stock is so cheap? Listen in on the conference calls. Watch the earnings estimates. Look for those ones and twos because that's a way to differentiate between just the cheap stocks, as I said, and those that are cheap, but something good is going on there. Those estimates are on the rise. And in some of these cases, the estimates are on the rise pretty dramatically, actually. And that's a reflection of the corporate tax cuts, the um, really strong economy and a strong global economy, too, that's like kind of a triple whammy, let's just say, of goodness for these companies. So if they're cheap and all this is going on, um, as I said, I like it even more. So let's recap the stocks that are on this week. So we had Amgen, A-M-G-N. We had the bank, Comerica, C-M-A. We have some energy, CVX, which is Chevron. There's some technology, it's not the kind you like, but sometimes that's the best kind. And that's HP, which is ticker HPQ, actually. So don't forget the Q on the end there. And then we had the truck manufacturer, Picar, P-C-A-R. And remember, every week here on The Value Investor, I try to bring you value stocks or just value investing ideas. And it looks like things are going to heat up if the tide is turning and if value may be coming back into favor. So um, I'm expecting to showcase a lot of cool stocks on here in the future. So you're going to want to subscribe and um, get every episode. So you can find us on SoundCloud, but we're under the Zach's Market Edge over there. But we're also standalone under the Value Investor Podcast on Spotify and we're on Apple Podcast or iTunes as a standalone. Value Investor Podcast is on both of those platforms now. So get us somewhere and be sure not to miss an episode because as I said, things are going to heat up and um, I won't be back next week but um, <laughs> because of 4th of July. But I'll be back soon with more episodes and be sure not to miss any. So I'll see you again next time.